On this episode of Couch Conversations, he looks at the process, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think he's so much more interested in what is done in us than he is in what's done through us at the end Mm -hmm. of it. Welcome to Couch Conversations, a podcast for women who want to chat about real life issues. Hi, I'm Courtney B. Riley. We're talking about what it means to be a woman of God today, how to find purpose in life, and how to deal with tough conversations. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the couch for some good conversation. Hi, and welcome to the Women of Influence podcast. I'm Courtney Riley, and I'm excited to have my friend and partner in many things, Olivia Barton here today. Hello. (laughs) Hi. So today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about feasting on his faithfulness. And that's the topic of today's conversation. And uh, first, I'll introduce Olivia for anyone that might not know her, although she is part of Women of Influence, our board and um, co-founder. And she is also the chief operating officer of Proximo Marketing. Yay. Um, (laughs) And my counterpart, which I'll talk about a little bit today. Um, and she's also, as if that weren't enough, um, wife to Jason Barton, the Magnificent, <laughs> and co-founder of The Underground, which is a ministry that exists to spark lifelong transformation through an encounter with God's word and his presence. Yeah. So full plate, all the things. Oh, yes. All good stuff, So Yeah. So today, um, I'm especially excited to share this topic and talk about it. And the reason uh, that it was on my heart is, uh, well, specifically the topic, the title, Feasting on His Faithfulness, was um, from an article that I think you shared with me, right, Olivia? Either you shared it with so. Me. Okay, I was like, I shared it with you or you shared it with me. <laughs> uh, but it was just about the importance of feasting on his faithfulness, reflecting on his faithfulness, mm-hmm. meditating on his faithfulness. So I thought it's I feel like we are always, and not just we, but I think most human beings, women, men, all of us, are walking through in some way at all times a space where we have to trust God for things, right? Like we trust Absolutely. Him, wake us up in the morning, we trust Him for the small things and the big things. But there's some seasons that are especially good mm-hmm. <laughs> at growing our faith, right? Absolutely. And I think we're in one, Olivia and I, in the business in Proximo. And just, I mean, I, I feel like I'm in it in my life in general, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> when it happens in one area, it's happening in like all 10, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so what is, let me start with, what does feasting on his faithfulness mean to you? Oh, man, this is a good one. It's something that like, my husband and I, we always remind ourselves of, um, especially like, as you said, we go through all these seasons where it's like, we trust God, then we see him move. And then we're like, yeah. And then there's something else that comes up and you're like, oh, I got to trust God. And the cycle repeats. And I think in that it's really easy to kind of live in the moment that we're in. So like, whether it's, you know, you're super stressed about something you're waiting for, you know, an, a, an answer to a prayer, you're, you're just in this Sometimes it seems like constant season of waiting, but it's really easy to make that the focus of your thoughts and what consumes in your mind and stuff is just what's going on, what's in your world, the season that you're in. But to me, like feasting on God's faithfulness, like I see almost like a banquet table that I like have to sometimes or actually most of the time or all the time 
force myself to sit down at. And it's like, I have to allow myself to picture the things that he's done in the past as little plates of food or meals and like just as a banquet table. And so it's like getting your mind focused on who he's been, because when you do that, it takes the stress and the worry off because you know, man, he was faithful before. Look at all the things that he's done. And it's like you make him bigger than the circumstance or the situation or the thing that you're waiting for, the things that you're believing for. And so it's like, really like for me, it's, I love food. So it's like a great picture, mental picture for me. (laughs) Yes. Sitting at a table and and making myself see all of the things, the whole spread of who he is and who he's been to me, how he's led us through valleys, how we've been on mountaintops together. And it's just reminding myself of who he is and what he's brought me through. And it's just, it's, it just brings so much joy and courage and even patience in the process because it's like, you're here with me. And uh, feasting on his faithfulness in that kind of picture is just like, it just helps you slow down and settle down and not be so anxious in your heart to see the answer or the next step. Yeah. How quickly we forget how many times he's been faithful. And oh, yeah. ironically, it's, I mean, not even ironically, but it's what's astonishing, I guess, to me, or especially astonishing is he's oftentimes been faithful in the things that we're waiting for. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're you're waiting for him to do a work in your marriage or, in, you know, and it's like we not only can tend to forget how faithful he's been or not mm-hmm. focus on that unless we're intentional, but he's been faithful in that thing, in that mm-hmm. situation. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. It, for me, it's intentionally reminding myself and, mm-hmm. and meditating on and thinking on over and over the things he's done before. Yeah. And and I think even like that's why friendship and community is so important mm-hmm. because us reminding each other. I can't count how many times like I have been where I'm like, oh my gosh, and you have mm-hmm. encouraged me to be like, he's he's done this before. And I think you and I were even talking about recently like why don't we share with the other, you know, the team and remind them? Yeah, definitely. Shown up. So, yeah. And I think that's that. I What is it? Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Us reminding ourselves. Yeah, that's good. So I know I wanted to share on this episode because it's you and I and that's special. <laughs> um, that because we get to do so many things together and you're a big part mm-hmm. of my life and my walk. Um this ministry, Proximo, and just being friends and doing mm-hmm. life. But one of the things that if if people don't know you well or don't know our dynamic well that I want to share is, so Olivia and I are very different naturally. Polar <laughs> 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 opposites. Polar opposites in many things, yes. <laughs> and one of those ways is our like natural bend to how we react to new things and just doing things and movement. Like, Mm -hmm. so for me, I am, I have always been a, like, do it yesterday, like do it as fast as you can. I get an idea and I'm like already 10 steps Mm -hmm. down the road with it, whether it's good or not, (laughs) just gone rogue. Right. And you're different, right? What do you think you, how would you describe your, in that regard? Like, I'm definitely like a very slow paced 
kind of person. My I kind of naturally bend. I'm always looking for like safety. So I'm always like looking around the corner, so to speak. Like I want to feel safe. I want to feel in control. So for me, I'm like, I'm kind of the one that I don't want to say creeping through life, but like, yeah, just like really cautious, cautious. I, yeah, that's definitely how I am. Man, I love that you said, I had never thought about that till you just said that, that that's your way of control. Mm -hmm. It's controlling it. But isn't that funny? Because I clearly see that my form of control is to rush things. Right. But I had never really, even till you just said that, so that's cool. But just, I hadn't even realized that may, that is your way of controlling, like mm-hmm. to go slow. Yeah. So, so we're very different in that sense. <laughs> so as you can imagine over the last, like what, two years that we've been mm-hmm. together on all these adventures, it's been unique. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We finally got in our groove where we found, I think just over the last like six months to a year, mm-hmm. where we we have found a our stride, our rhythm, and our way of balancing each other. And so and really it's like our way of without even knowing it, encouraging one another to let go of control. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, go of your safety control, we're moving. And you're like, let go of rushing your control, like we're right. going at your pace. <laughs> yeah. So That's been cool to finally get in that rhythm. But yeah, it's for me rushing. And so if anyone listening, if you, if your bend is, is like mine, like 10 steps ahead, go, go, go. I don't know if they would say that's like part of many type A or what it is, but I'm a go fast, rush it. And I tend to rush the process. I tend to feel like the process is a waste. And oftentimes because I think the pro, I look at the process as a waste. I then look at my own ability to go faster and shorten the process as a win. Because I'm like, why would we go 40 years through the desert when we can go like three weeks through this like straight path of easy, right? But it's that process Mm -hmm. where our faith has grown, our patience, our fruit, all of it. I mean, in that pressing, it's in that process that everything that matters. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's like, but that's the most uncomfortable part. And so like, I get the the then, cause I'm on the opposite. I'm like, I want to go slow because it, it hurts and it's challenging. So I'm just going to walk this out really slow, but it's the same thing. Like we're both trying to get through it. You're just as quicker. Little as little as we can. Yeah. I'm like, I'll take 40 years. Like I'll just look around, like, you know, I'll just tell it a time. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, rip the bandaid. I don't need it. <laughs> right. Yes. So I, so I have realized recently though, and I, we both have read a really good book. I, I know I've mentioned, and I think on another episode, but um, the ruthless elimination of hurry mm-hmm. book, but, and there's, I mean, so many, I think I'm reading like three audiobooks at one yes. time about <laughs> rushing and not rushing. Yes. But so for me, I recently realized that, and this was, this was cool. So I hope that this encourages anyone that bends toward the way I bend, right? That rushes and pulls that Band-Aid and just wants to get the results. I've realized that in trusting his timing, I am trusting his sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And in rushing, I'm choosing to trust my own sovereignty over his. Mm-hmm. Because I'm saying, in a sense, in essence, my speed and my route from mm-hmm. A to B or A to Z, whatever, is better. Yeah. And I'm basing that solely on, like you said, the comfort 
it, mm-hmm. it, it uh, provides for me. Sure. You know what I'm sure. saying? I'm not looking at anything else. Like how much fruit does this help me bear? What does this teach me? How does this help those around me? You know, the timing, am I ready for that? What will the effects of that be? Like, I'm looking at none of that. <laughs> I'm like a child just looking at like, it will feel good <laughs> or it right. will Mm-hmm. And I'm choosing my own sovereignty to trust my yeah. own sovereignty by trusting my own timing, my own pace. And again, I'm basing it only on comfort. Man, mm-hmm. when I realize that I am literally like a little kid that's like, just give me the candy. You know, right. I don't care what it does to my stomach. I don't care what it does to my health. I don't care that I had 20 other candy bars. <laughs> just give me it. Right. And I, I think that when we start to, tr- when we realize that, and we start to trust his sovereignty and his timing, if we can, and and it helps to have friends and people in your community, mm-hmm. like I have you and, mm-hmm. and you're not the only one I, you know, the, just the way God does it, I, he brings people around you that help push you out into whatever that space that's not your natural bend often. Oh, absolutely. You know, I don't know if you have, do you have other friends or other people in your life that push you to go, go, go. Yes, I would definitely say. And I think sometimes too, like you do get stuck in the comparison, but I do have have friends where they definitely have more practice or they're better at trusting the Lord and yeah. moving in, um, in that. And so it's definitely inspiring, but then also like, it's good to be able to hear their story and their journeys. Cause that's another way even just tying back to synchronous faithfulness is hearing about what the Lord's doing in in people's lives that are close to you. Yeah. Um, because you're like, man, they're doing, look what God's doing in their life. And, you know, what are they doing? I want to do that too. So that, you know, I can, <laughs> yeah, I can experience the Lord in the same way. So, well, and that's that the power of testimony and being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we talk about even in the world, you know, authenticity and vulnerability. And obviously it's like a buzzword that's been overplayed, but I mean, there is power in being willing to be vulnerable and transparent enough to say, like, I struggle here, I do well here. Because in those real stories, usually where we're we fall short and God picks up the slack, you know what I mean? You have yeah. to be willing to share where you fell short to be able to show mm-hmm. up what he's done to compensate and to fill that gap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's that willingness to be vulnerable and transparent in that way that that actually makes space for your testimony to be shared. Mm-hmm. And that testimony is oftentimes what encourages others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Builds their faith. I remember a long time ago. I mean, a long time ago is probably like a year ago, but um, <laughs> in some moments that feels a long time. And some it does. Um, I remember that it was we were talk. I was talking to you, actually. And I remember that I had just on my like a a, an image that I shared with you about going to the party in California. I don't know if you remember that, mm-hmm. but yes, I, I ended up, I shared it with you. And then I've, I mean, even over the last year, I've shared it so many times. It's just came, it's come up and it's come up for myself too. But mm-hmm. basically it was, you know, I saw like you're in Virginia, right? Where we live. And there's this party with Jesus and like everybody cool. And it's just so exciting. And it's over in California. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, so stoked to get there because it is going to be awesome. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's good, but you get so focused, not you, but like we get so focused on that party 
and anticipating that party that we Mm -hmm. don't realize that the road trip from Virginia to California, which seems like, oh my gosh, this is the longest road trip ever, that we get to ride like shotgun with Jesus, Mm -hmm. like the King of Kings, the Lord like. And when we get to the party, there's going to be all this other stuff happening. So we're not in a car just with him. Like the most of that whole experience from point Virginia to point California and the road trip in between. I don't know about you, but when I see it like that, I'm like, man, the the part in the car with Jesus, mm-hmm. that's the most special, intimate part yeah. that I never want to leave. Yeah. And it's that shift in perspective from just focusing on the end result, you're shifting to focus on the process. And I think that's where we have eyes like Jesus, kingdomized, because he looks at the process, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think he's so much more interested in what is done in us. Yeah. In the process than he is in what's done through us at the end mm-hmm. of it. Right. Ooh, right. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It makes me think of that scripture where it says, um, let patience have her perfect work mm-hmm. so that you'll be complete and entire, wanting and lacking nothing. And I think that's the Lord's process of like, yeah. you know, like sitting in the car with him on the journey, like taking in this the scenery. Some some of it's gonna just be flat land that seems boring. But like, that's where the the best conversations happen is when you're just like, you're not distracted by all the the cities or the, you know, the, the cool uh, mountains as you drive through them and that kind of thing. But then those moments are great too, you know, driving through beautiful scenery. And so it's just kind of patience. It's like doing a work within us. It also makes me think too, this is something I was talking about recently with my husband because um, someone was sharing with us kind of their, their story and their journey and it kind of, God isn't, he doesn't live in the linear time frame that we do. So like right. he's above time. He's in all of the time. And so it's just crazy to think because sometimes like in bringing the scope back to like waiting and that sort of thing of like, sometimes we're so, we're frustrated because we don't get an answer soon enough or we're like, you know, God, what are you doing? Like, he hasn't answered this prayer. Like, when's it going to happen? And, and all these kinds of things, but like, it it doesn't mean he hasn't answered it. Like he's sitting with you on the day, March 21st, 2024, when that, that thing is going to happen, the the breakthrough or the, the, whatever it is, restored relationship. Like he's sitting with you in that day at that Mm. time right now, as you're a year before that walking the journey in the process. So it's like, He's present in all of it at the same time. And so it's like leaning into him in your present moment, you're almost like becoming closer to him in the future moment, if that makes any sense. And it's like, it's so sovereign because we do think so, you know, because you're on a linear. Yeah. But he is in all of it. I mean, he's even in the past while he's in the present and he's in the future with you at the same time. And so it's like, who who better to be on this journey with than yes. the one that's in it all at the whole t- at at all times? Gosh, and it's so hard to just wrap your brain around that. When I was growing up, my mom used to say, "It's like an ant looking at our big brick home, 
and ima- trying to imagine how to build it. Like yeah. an ant to build the, the you know, four by four hill, you know, or, or a little shed is like impossible. Yeah. So for them to even fathom how to build a brick home, it's like they can't even, it's, it's beyond their comprehension. And that's mm-hmm. how we look at things like that. Truths like that, that God isn't bound to linear time. You know, mm-hmm. daylight savings didn't affect him. It <laughs> <laughs> me, but I know. I know. Right? And he is in the past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. All at once. I am. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Okay, so as we wrap, any last, any word that you want to share, any encouragement? So uh, women that are here today listening, or men, but. <laughs> um, and, you know, you are not here, I just want to say, by mistake. I I always am just, I'm praying that, people, when they listen to an episode, I don't care if you just binged 13 of them and this one was number 12, or (laughs) you just found this one because someone shared it on social media, or it's not by mistake. There's Mm -hmm. something that kept coming up as you were listening. And like, that's the Holy Spirit saying, Mm -hmm. this is encouragement and a word and truth for that situation. So Mm -hmm. I would say that not to, (laughs) but what's any (laughs) word of encouragement or anything you want to leave the listeners with. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back and it it's it sort of speaks to the season that I'm in. But like there's a scripture that I was reading before we hopped on and it's one that's kind of come up across my life at different points, but it's Exodus 14:14 14, 14, and it says the Lord will fight for you you need only to be still. Hmm. And I think just the reminder of even though I'm naturally slow paced in nature, my internal processing, I'm always like I'm analyzing. That's why I move so slow, I think, because I'm analyzing everything yeah. and I'm thinking through all the possible options. And so I think the challenge or the 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 word of advice is to like silence the noise and remember to sit at his feet in the waiting and to bring everything to him in complete honesty when the days it's hard and you're fu- you may be frustrated with him you may be confused or hurt or disappointed like sit with the lord in that because he is fighting for you but you have to um, you have to discipline it really is a discipline to sit still before the lord and allow him to minister his peace to you you know those who wait on the lord will renew their strength and so there is power and waiting and being still. And so I think that would be like the encouragement that I have is allow yourself to just sit yeah. and wait before the Lord. Well, that's the encouragement for me too. Thanks this morning. <laughs> As always. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, thanks for being on here with me. Thanks and for having me. Yeah, this was um special. And I believing that it encourages women that are listening now and whenever you're listening. So um, awesome. Well, thanks for being on here and we love you and we love you listeners and be encouraged. And um, thanks for being part of Women of Influence podcast. Yes. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Couch Conversations. I hope you're inspired and ready to tackle the day knowing you're loved and have a purpose. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And I'd love it if you left us a rating and a review so more people can join us on this journey. We'll see you next time. Thank you.